0: Hey, this is Jacqueline. Thank you so much for tuning into Current Mood. I really enjoy doing the show and putting it together, but it does not happen all by myself. (laughs) Let me tell you. I have an incredible producer, Jarrell Perry, a network of truly supportive family and friends and also listeners. Thanks, guys. And I also use Anchor, which is a really cool way to make a podcast. With the Anchor app, you can record and distribute your podcast. You can also track your analytics. You can add music to your podcast. It's a really neat platform and has totally expanded the way that I do storytelling. Um, If you wanted to check it out, you could download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.
1: In terms of my life, I look. it wasn't just about the stuff Mm -hmm. or just about just what was tangible, but the person I needed to be. And the qualities I needed to possess to have that. So part of it was just around my own doubt. Mm -hmm. Like I found a lot of um, that stuck place I was in was just because I was actually forming that in my interior.
0: Hey, welcome to The Current Mood Podcast. This is your host, Jacqueline Marie. Current Mood gets to the core patterns, frameworks, and mental models propelling our everyday experiences. So in this next conversation, I got a chance to sit down with Bobby Lyle. He is a leadership coach who is incredible and just super thoughtful We talked about being intentional and how to set intentions. Um, We also spoke about just tapping into that which is versus um, that which is not. (laughs) We talked about how to kind of use your body to your advantage and just become more aware of your breathing and kind of how your body and your mind are connected. Um, We also talked about, you know, leaving things and people better than the way you found them, uh, we had a really, really deep and and um, thoughtful and insightful conversation. It was it was really good. Cool. Let's get into it. All right. All right. So I am here with Bobby Lyle, world famous. World famous.
1: <laughs> I've worked in it, Ashley.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the first time we met was on a Skype call when you were in Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Can you tell the people who you are?
1: Um, Yeah, my name is Bobby Lyle. I work as a leadership coach and facilitator. Um, What that entails, the facilitating is I help organizations have difficult conversations, primarily around uh, marginalization of certain groups, whether it's issues of gender disparity, um, race conversations, or understanding just how to navigate conflict.
0: Crucial stuff.
1: It's a good time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I feel like those are kind of topics that we don't really think about, but that impact our lives so much.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like right now where we're, there's so much um, cynicism and mm. polarization, mm. especially around social issues. Right. So um, it's a time of so much tribalism and people kind of just fortifying themselves in different camps.
0: Mm. Wow, that's true <laughs> yeah you can literally see it
1: absolutely and so you've got everything as people want to label as conservative and everything that goes with that right to your sort of social justice warriors right and over everything that people want to label around that and there's so much like we're right and you're wrong
0: right yeah because if I'm right then you have to be wrong
1: yeah exact, exactly <laughs> there's exactly there's no
0: in between <laughs> there's nothing
1: yeah, and so everything gets just so binary that way. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, life happens, you know, wow. in more than just those two spaces.
0: What is it about coaching that you love?
1: Um, it's funny because when I got into it, it was more just because I realized I needed help.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd realized just that and um, reached a point in my life where A lot of my beliefs, a lot of things I'd been raised with Mm -hmm. just had all reached their edge. Mm. And I found myself just in cycle, just repeating, repeating. Mm. And I met my coach. Good Lord. How many years ago was that? Met Whatever. Years ago. (laughs) And um, it was really amazing because I got to learn things that I didn't know that I didn't even know. Right. And I got to just start navigating the world differently. And I was like, wow, I want to go ahead and give this to other
0: people. Right. So, like, what was your tipping point?
1: Um, that's really interesting. I, I think it was just because I'd reached a point where I was really so down and out. And I think I'd reached a point I was, you know, eating just um, another just, just peanut butter sandwich. Because, mm. you know, couldn't spring for jelly at the time. <laughs> that
0: <laughs> is an extra. Yeah. And I was just like... I don't have to live like this. Right. Were you like on the floor when you had this thought eating peanut butter sandwich?
1: Well, yeah, because I didn't have any chairs. Okay. (laughs) Wow. And it was just, it was interesting after doing some um, work with my coach and just around belief. Mm -hmm. um, I'll share with you really quickly. Um, I decided, is was like, okay, I want a lifestyle change, mm-hmm. and I went ahead and was able to see my ideal s- scenario at mm-hmm. that time, and I just decided, okay, on my little rickety bike that I had, I decided, I'm going to go find a new apartment, and then my bike got stolen, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, and I'm just going to go for a walk, I walked, <laughs> and I re- stumbled upon this little written paper sign oh for an apartment. Okay. And I was like, okay. All right. And I called up. I happened to be the first person to see the sign and, and call. Wow. Um, yeah, the guy's like, yeah, okay, cool. You can move in. I had 27 cents to my name at the time. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. First month, no worries. You can go ahead and move in. Um, Where was this? This was when I was living in Miami.
0: In Miami, okay.
1: And so I found a place within that week. I ended up um, getting a couple new clients that signed, like, um, uh, several month packages with me mm-hmm. and it was just a lot of things just came to me yeah. in that place of just shifting my belief. It wasn't because of some sort of mystical cosmic Santa Claus but it was just because of understanding the power of really being intentional. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something that we've talked about before like people throw that notion around
0: Right, right. How do you set an intention?
1: Well first I think it's good to understand what an intention is.
0: What is an intention, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm glad that you asked, Jackie. Um, What are those? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking in terms of just the definition of an intention is really just um, having the resolve and determination to act in a certain way to often achieve a certain goal. And Mm -hmm. in in my own words, the way I like to see it is like, what are the qualities that you need to possess to be in that goal?
0: Mm. Okay, give me an example.
1: Okay, so in the example that I gave in terms of my life, I look, it wasn't just about the stuff Mm -hmm. or just about just what was tangible, but the person I needed to be and the qualities I needed to possess to have that. So part of it was just around my own doubt. Mm. Like I found a lot of um, that stuck place I was in
0: Mm.
1: was just because I was actually forming that in my interior. So that was what my reality was.
0: Right. And like, how old were you when you hit that that tipping point where you started to realize you needed to change some of your qualities or reprioritize? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> um,
1: well, I find it's it's something that I go through often. Oh. Um, you know, it's like I learn. You know, there's that whole notion of like what you know, what you don't know, and what you don't know you don't know. Right. You know, yeah. and as we've talked about before, and so I find that's like what I what I know I get to stand in that yeah. until it reaches its limit, and it's like okay, I need to go ahead and venture into those other arenas because you know it's like okay, I can what's the information so that I can know what I don't know, right? And recognizing when my triggers come up, and I'm you know acting a kind of way, what are those? whatever word, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's in that area of what I don't know, I don't know. Uh. That's where
0: growth happens. Ah yes, yes it does. Okay, so you've 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 told us what an intention is. How is it that you create an intentional space for yourself before you work with other people?
1: Okay, you mean myself, like as a coach, when I'm working with with a client, how do I go ahead and?
0: Yeah, I mean, even as a person that's also a coach, you know. Um, how do you prepare your your mental state for the work that you're about to do?
1: Okay. Um, well, a lot of what I'm doing with my clients I have to do myself. You know, right. I, I can't right. I, I I can't teach what I can't be. You know?
0: Right.
1: Um, so I find that I one meditation helps a lot. Yeah. And just being in that space of just going ahead and being able to be with yourself
0: yeah which is so hard sometimes this week has been pretty hard for me, but yeah, it is what it is,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of times there's the opportunity in it, and what I think the um the issue for a lot of people is this notion of trying to push away what seems like oh, that's negative, that doesn't feel good, right, and instead recognizing okay, that's just an aspect of you
0: right, and, you know' it's,
1: <laughs> and it's like bring it all to the table, yeah. Um, You know, because one of the things we've said, there's no part of you designed to hurt you. You know, every part of you is here to help you. The only thing that hurts you in the interior is just having a poor relationship to it, poor relationship to those thoughts, those feelings. You know, if you bring them all to the table, it's like, hey, they've got something to teach you and offer you too.
0: Right. It's. It makes so much sense. (laughs) Like if when you explain it like that, but the the act of being intentional or just to, I mean, it, it takes a lot of effort to, you know, to stay in a good place. I feel like, like you, you have to meditate every day. You know, you, you need to take care of your body. You need to take care of your mind. You need like, there's a lot that you need to do. Right. Um, or maybe you just feel like you need to do it.
1: <laughs> well, that goes again
0: to But that, it's work, you know. right? Um. Yeah. It's, uh, it's practice. Practice. Yeah. You know, yeah. the
1: idea is like, no matter how well or how, bad you are if you, even if you shift that language, you just recognize I'm just, I'm where I'm at. Yeah. And I can always improve. You know, like think about some of the greatest musicians that you can enjoy. You know, you love jazz, so do I. And those guys who are masters, they're still practicing. Oh, they're
0: so good. Now I see them lugging around their bass guitars on like West Forth. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, how do you do that up and down the stairs?
1: But it's that dedication because they also know what the experience is like if they don't.
0: Yeah, that's a really good parallel, for me at least. I'm like, ah, jazz. Well, because you're also a musician. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I think at the same time, when it comes to your practice, recognize that a practice is there to serve you, not the other way around. Mm. So what I mean by that is like the practice is there to help support and help you through you know, even your day, your struggles, your stories, and whatnot. But I find when people become you know, just really so strident, like rigid, incredibly. Yeah. Thank you. That's actually a perfect word for it. Then they're in service to the practice and that's Mm. when it becomes dogma. Yeah. So even back to just that notion of practice, just recognize instead of, you know, again, being so strident with it, Mm -hmm. just recognize, you know, it's not to say that you don't do it, but recognize that it's there to serve you. So in those moments when you don't do it, Instead of beating yourself up and like, oh, my God, what I didn't do. Instead, you get to take in the information of what happens when you don't and recognize that that's also a gift.
0: Yeah. Why Why do you think people go straight to the, like, beat up on yourself right away as the default? Where did we learn that from? <laughs>
1: Wow. Well, I mean, you have to think we have so many examples of that through our lives. Mm. I mean, even with just capitalism, even religion or anything that helps to control mm. is can be based on here's where you're not enough. Right. Right. Wow. You know, like if I can go, I mean, think about marketing campaigns. Right. If we can right. let you know you're not pretty enough, you're not tall enough, yeah. you're not this enough, you're not that enough, and then have people really internalize that story, then here can Someone can come along, I'm your leader, here's your product, here's all the things that's going to go ahead and fill that gap. And so often now we get to this place of we're looking outside of ourselves, yeah, you know, to fill inside of ourselves.
0: When's your book come out?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk. Hey, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, and that's why um, my company is called Insight Out. And um, the notion of recognizing is like, okay, it's all beginning inside
0: me. Mm, how and do you then, spell it?
1: Okay, the letter N, uh-huh. S-I-G-H-T-O-U-T.
0: Okay, dot com.
1: Dot co. <laughs> dot co. Oh, dot co. <laughs>
0: yeah, inside out dot co. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, hey, thank you. <laughs> um, I kind of want to get into storytelling. And we kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um but just these stories that we carry around sometimes for decades. Oh yeah. <laughs> In your work with other people. So full disclosure, Bobby and I have worked together for I don't know, we worked together for about a year and a half. Yeah. Um and if you listen to the show I did with Anthony Denby, we talk about Bobby Lyle a few times and this is Bobby Lyle. Um so I have significantly benefited from the teachings of Bobby and um, also the teachings of myself that I was um, didn't know it could exist for me so thank you (laughs) thank you for changing my life
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm happy to be on this journey with you and you've done some amazing stuff like you know your move your moves (laughs) life change it's been it's been incredible to watch
0: Thanks, man. The support is filled. Um, But yeah, so one of the things that Bobby and I touched on that I still go back to when I'm having some feeling some kind of way, because we have these stories that we tell ourselves or that we've been told by other people that we believe, you know, stories attached to your relationship with um, your mother or how your dad treated you growing up or how you relate to your body (laughs) or how you relate to power and people in power. There's all these stories, right? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, so that was one of the things that I always come back to. And I think as a writer, I, you know, obviously think about storytelling all the time. So I think maybe I'm a little more aware of the stories that I hold. Um, but this isn't about me. (laughs) (laughs) It could be about you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah like how do you approach that the story of story with people you work with or how do you help them recognize that that maybe they're reading from the wrong script
1: Yeah um one of the first things I like to do with people is really approach the notion of a story and I think people are really in you know intelligent now because there's so much around personal development and spirituality. So a lot of these technologies are not foreign to people. So we right. recognize the storytelling. However, what I like to help people do is get away from this notion of just trying to push things away mm. and instead how do you have a better relationship with it? Mm. You know, because there's a lot of things especially when it comes to stories if there was traumas or sometimes just the things that you know, or just there that have happened that are irreconcilable. Mm. And so you recognize it's like, okay, I can't reconcile that. So what I can reconcile is how I can have a new relationship with it. Mm. And so when it comes to the notion of a story, recognize that there's some of the stories that are just going to be there. Mm. Um, And I get to recognize, okay, where does it benefit me? And where are the challenges within it? Mm-hmm. And when do I need it? You know, and when don't I?
0: Is there like a key... Common denominator that you can pull from the work you've done that helps, that could help people identify that they're like retelling stuck. a stuck, yeah,
1: absolutely. Like,
0: how are you, how do you know you're recapitulating a story?
1: Okay. Um, you can find that when you're in a stuck place. Mm. And when we, I mean, a lot of times people, will know that they're stuck, but they don't necessarily recognize what's happening when they're stuck. Mm. And um, one of the things where we've really defined being stuck is really being trapped or locked in a single perspective that's really limiting and Mm. and pretty narrow. Mm -hmm. And so when you're there, you're not able to see any other point of view, any other perspective. And that usually has its own feedback loop.
0: So can you give me an example?
1: Mm. Okay. Because I like examples. I know you like examples. (laughs) So I think um, one of the the overarching stories can be um, somehow not good enough. Mm. That's just That shows up in so many different ways. Totally. And so one can be like, I'm going for this new job that I'm really excited about or this project.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I've been wanting to do this. It's finally in my lap.
0: Mm-hmm. Yay.
1: This is going to be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, but... And that's the beginning. That's like your once upon a time. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, so that, that gets it, that kicks it off. It was like, once
0: upon a time, this happened when I was seven. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to act like that at 30. Like, yeah, word. It's like, yo, know, yeah, but there are
1: all these other people that were there that have been applying for it. Yeah. But, um, they might be looking for someone that's a little different. Maybe right. I'm not the right demographic. All these different things that are happening in yeah. your head. You know, just really stemming from fear. And as we said before, from one of my teachers telling me that fear is, um, well, the way that he even um, defined it is saying that uh, no psychological fear can exist without a negative imagination. And in this process, all we're doing is just cycling (laughs) a lot of those negative imaginings.
0: Right. You're just making shit up.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) because none of this has happened outside of your head.
0: (laughs) Yo. And one of the ways
1: that you also start to recognize it, that I'm stuck and I'm in that loop, is really start listening to your body.
0: Because sometimes you can suddenly
1: recognize, okay, my breath is maybe getting a little short. Right. Or I'm panting. I'm feeling maybe a little nauseous. My shoulders are up. And just really listening to what's the information that's really been given to you.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: you can go in that moment from like, wow, I'm going to have this amazing job to wow, why no one will want to hire me? <laughs> in that moment, I've done that. Nothing has changed. Right. There's no circumstances in my life that have changed. Right. From on top of the world to you know all right. of a sudden Armageddon.
0: But on the other, on the flip side of that, like everything has changed. Oh, absolutely, right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Which is so dramatic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is why it's good to some to be able to recognize. Yeah um, when this is happening and how I get to create a a new relationship with it.
0: Yeah. Can we talk, can you talk a little bit about the somatics, um, like the feeling in your body a little bit more and kind of how your body translates like emotions?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think even before doing that, um, it's good to recognize the languages that uh, this is a framework that that we've worked with in terms mm-hmm. of the languages that we speak. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's, you know, like... there's the cognitive yes. that we say. So just even the things that are in your mind, the things that we know, the, those people are listening to this and, and it's like, oh, okay, this is making sense in language. Mm-hmm. Um, the emotional experience, you know, it's like how we're really feeling about things, you mm-hmm. know, obviously the emotions that come with it. And the somatic experience. And the thing with the emotional and the somatic is there's not a lot of storytelling in these languages.
0: So somatic is just like more in your body. So that's, that's your body's
1: and... response. So yeah. yeah. So what's happening um, quite literally physically. Right. Okay. So to that um, somatic awareness is you can think about um, when you find yourself in different states, there's a lot that's happening, a lot of information that's being given to you physically. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like think about when you're really happy. You know, so I was like, how do you know? Because you're smiling. Yeah, there's different things. Like, yeah, you could be smiling. Maybe you're, you know, you're feeling a little warm. Maybe you're a little flushed. And you're feeling a bit more energetic. Oh. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> more, your voice even went up.
1: Yeah. As, as, <laughs> as, you know, sometimes we have these automatic anchors to these states.
0: Right. And, yeah. And
1: all of a sudden, you know, our whole body suddenly transforms and, you know, adheres to that. It's like, yeah.
0: So... You said somatic and emotional don't have a lot of, like, wiggle room.
1: Well, a lot of storytelling.
0: A lot of storytelling. But also I feel like sometimes my your body kind of has, like, muscle memory almost. Oh, is yeah. That, is that a thing? Ab- absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you know, you do yoga. <laughs> I know. Well, I just I was just thinking about it in, in terms of, like, when I'm feeling, like, emotional or, like, passionate about saying something, sometimes, like, my throat gets a little weird, you know? Yeah. Or, yeah, different things will happen, but it's, like, usually that part of my body is, like, reflecting how I'm feeling. See, did you hear it right now? Yeah, I can hear that right now.
1: <laughs> and you can also think, um, this is, these are also good reasons for, um, your meditation practice mm. of just calming everything down. Um, so th- this are we goes session actually... right now? <laughs> <laughs> what well, we'll go to, like, was the first, what was the first thing that we worked on? What was the first skill?
0: The first skill, the first thing we worked on were Gratitudes. Even well, you're talking even, about the three skills. No,
1: even before that, the very first thing that we did.
0: Let's let me think about this because I'm pretty sure gratitude was was um oh was it breathing? Yeah. <laughs> We're playing charades over as, here, as I, just that, as I just totally <laughs> fed that to you. Hey, was it a uh, breathing? So, <sighs> I actually need yeah. to go and revisit breathing. Yeah, I get caught up. New York is wild. You've I noticed. find myself on the train just, like, so tense for no reason. And all of a sudden, my neck is, like, killing me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and think about it. It's like you can be triggered by by just somebody on, on on just on one. And Which there's
0: always a guarantee that somebody is on one.
1: Yeah. And that's why even this tool, just the simplest thing of the breath. Yeah. Like, one of the first things it does is it is it helps you just reset the nervous system. You know, you can go ahead, take that moment and realize, wait a minute, I'm okay. That's right. (laughs) You know, get out of that fight, flight, or freeze response.
0: Be your own comfort zone.
1: Absolutely. Well, rec, recognize what happens when you're in that sudden heightened state, right? And you want to protect. Is you know, especially if if something's gone down right. on the train, right. you suddenly is like, yo, you know, the shoulders are up, and, and you know, and you're ready for it. And so, yeah. almost anything that comes to you in that moment is going to be a threat. Right. Right. You know? But think about when you're that way, like say with a partner or someone that's really close to you. Yeah. And you know, you guys have just had it out, and then you suddenly in that heightened state. And you just like, Ugh. so no matter what they you don't say, mean. yeah, or even it doesn't even matter because it can be like <laughs> you're crazy. It's like, hey, you know, it's like I just wanted to check on you. Oh, you saying I'm crazy now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know. So we're just going to go ahead and have everything come through that filter of right of some of those fears and some of those stories that suddenly become self generating.
0: Well, so I studied sociology in college yeah. back then, back in the day, um, and Freud had. I think it was Freud. He he talks about basically by the time a young person is like 8 years old, you've already created, I think maybe like 6 to 8 years old. You've already you already have developed the filter in your mind for which everything else will go through. I don't know if you've heard that one, but um I kind of believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a no for you, dog. <laughs> Oh, I
1: mean, one of the things I try to avoid doing, even when I do it, I'll question myself is speak
0: absolutes. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and so. I mean, that's I, what I,
0: theorists did. Yeah. Just it's like, like this <laughs> is this way because of this.
1: I've, I just came up with this thing and that's the way it is.
0: Right. I think it was, I thought it was an interesting thought.
1: <laughs> no, but, but going back to the, to the, um, the, um, I guess the, the meaning of that or yeah. just the, the, the word I'm looking for. It is life. <laughs> but Yeah. But just the essence of that yeah no i definitely will agree with that
0: i mean you could just be like be, it's not it's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> i know
1: i'm i would in many ways will defer to you
0: <laughs> stay tuned for part two of this conversation with bobby lyle there was so much to say we had to split it in half You can follow Current Mood on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at currentmood.io. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review Current Mood. You can follow us on Spotify. You can follow us on Anchor. You can follow us everywhere. Thank you so much.